Come, Holy Spirit, come. Take our minds and think through them and give us your clarity. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Take our lips and speak through them and give us your love. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Take our fragile and longing hearts and touch them with thy grace and set them on fire for thee and each other in thy creation. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, I am uh, Spencer Simrel. I'm a chaplain at uh, Canterbury Court. My wife sings in the choir, and I'm just uh, privileged today to be with you and to offer words of hope and encouragement and some really joyless readings. Oh, my gosh. Now I know, Simon, thank you, but now I know why you picked me for today. So, in the 1970s, my wife Stuart and I lived on a farm in South Georgia. And probably near a place you've never heard of called Plains. And it was a little farm uh, called Koinonia. The Greek word in the New Testament that means fellowship, community. And it was started in 1941 to be a demonstration plot of the kingdom of God, like all saints is the demonstration plot of the kingdom of God on this block and beyond, to witness racial unity between all people. Uh, it was bombed literally by in the 1950s, it went through a lot of persecution. When my wife and I moved there, we were part of building houses, uh, and it was the birthplace for Habitat for Humanity. Now, here's the story. And by the way, when I preach, it's okay to go to sleep, and it's okay if babies cry. We're at home. So... The first year we were there, I was working for my wife. She was the director of the child care center. There were no kindergartens for children of color in Sumter County. I worked for her, and I would recommend that you never work for your wife. It just didn't work. But anyway, so here we were and had uh, 30-something children, and Harry, my brother, I don't think I've told you this part. So I got a phone call from Ed Bacon, who's now over at St. Luke's as the interim. This was in 1976. I never met Ed. And I picked up, he called, I picked up the phone. He said, I'm Ed Bacon. I need your help. I said, what kind of help do you need? He said, I'm a Baptist minister. He became Episcopalian later. <laughs> He's a Baptist minister from Mercer University. And a little girl named Paula needs a home. Her mama is going to prison. She did some stupid things. She forged some checks. And he keeps talking. I'm going, I've never met this guy before. This is totally crazy. This is audacious. 
So he keeps talking, Harry, Ed Bacon, you know him, Simon, you know him. And I said, okay. I put down the phone. I went in, out into where the teachers were, and I said, would anybody like to take care of a baby named Paula for a year? She needs help. She needs support. Her mother is going to prison. And there was this silence. And then all of a sudden, this woman named Margaret, God bless her memory, 68 years old, said, I will. And we said, Margaret, back then, you're just too old. You cannot take care of this baby. Well, this is important for you to know that Margaret and Will came to Cornelia in their 40s. And she, Will's her husband, Margaret is 68, Will is 78. They have four sons. And Will is practically deaf. He teaches the Bible study, he's in charge of the community garden. And we try to talk Margaret out of this. She runs to the garden and she says, Will, Will, we're going to have a baby girl. And he keeps on hoeing. Will, put down that hoe. We're going to have a baby girl. He keeps on hoeing. Will. I'm pleading with you, put down that hoe. We're going to have a baby girl. Will puts down the hoe. He looks at Margaret and says, Margaret, I've been praying for one for a long time. So Paula comes. She's the same age as our son Spencer. We spend this year together. Her mother is released from prison. She comes back, and like the prodigal daughter, we welcome her to start over. We have a big party. We cry. We give Paula back to her mother, and we give thanks. The power of saying, I will. What might you and I today, what are we saying I will to today? Now, Simon had the audacity to invite my wife and me to represent you in Tanzania. We all know Emmanuel who came and did his theological studies here. Simon asked us to go and be the eyes and ears on the ground and share life with the good people of the Diocese of Western Tanzania and come back and share with you, which we will do. I hope some of you will come to the forum in Ellis Hall. But to say, Asante Sana. Asante Sana, which means thank you. Would you please say after me, Asante Sana. I thank you and thank you, Simon Asante Sana, for sending us to Tanzania. 
Oh, my word, as mother would say. When you're in Tanzania, it's dancing in church. And you know, if David, I'm going to see what Simon's going to do today. If David can dance in the house of the Lord, so can Simon and so can you. The dancing was just amazing. The spirit of the people of the diocese and the seminary, all saints, you, we have made a faithful, generous investment in repairing and healing the world in Tanzania. I'm here to tell you. The president of Tanzania is a Christian. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he has asked that Islam and Christianity be taught in public schools. Christians and Muslims in Tanzania love, let me say that again, Christians in Tanzania and Muslims love and revere each other. There is a unity, a respect, and that your, our investment in Tanzania is changing the fabric, the spiritual soul of those people. Asante sana. Buona asafiwe. The Lord is with you. Buona asafiwe. Simon, thank you again. Oh, where's the brother? He's hiding. There he is. Okay. You know, preachers need to take a break. Sometimes, you know? Okay. So the, the, the power of saying, I will, you parents and godparents today will say, I will with God's help, as you will promise, and we're here with you, that the children whom you present will be marked and claimed as Christ's own forever. We're here to support you. And the raising up and showing them what it, what it means to follow Jesus. And it looks different for different people for all of us. You will say, I will. And we as a congregation, when we renew our baptismal covenant, will say, we will respect the dignity of every human being. There's a little phrase in there that's not in there. Even those who drive, those who drive you up the wall. I, we will with God's help. Will you in your own way proclaim this audacious love of Christ for all people? We will with God's help. To say I will, to say we will, I believe is a form of biblical audacity. And in Jeremiah today, he is the chief critic. He's the public grievance in the people. He's a prophet. We can't stand prophets. We can't live with them, and we can't live without them. And when Jeremiah said, I will at 12 years old, y'all go figure, go read this. I'm not making this up. He says, I will be your mouthpiece, O Lord. And God sends him to Washington, I mean Jerusalem, to speak truth to power, to speak truth to suffering, because when one 
group of people suffers, we all suffer. And Jeremiah has the audacity to stand in the king's court with all his religious advisors and saying, you're done? Is there a physician in the land? Is there bomb in Gilead? I mourn for my people. In this past week and on World Peace Day, and I just got to at least hold this up, the new Jeremiah in our world today is Greta Hornberg from Sweden, answering the call at 16 years old to stand up to the climate change deniers and say, this is not right. We can do better. And I don't know about you, but it gives me hope and strength to see the Greta Thornburgs out there who are saying, and I don't have my glasses, let me get in the light. Oh, goodness. Oh, I can't find it. It's uh, sea level. Uh, there's no planet B. Sea levels are rising, and so are we. She, like Jeremiah, like you, like all saints, have the biblical audacity to say, I will, with God's help. Now, let's bring this to a close because we, we got a baptism coming up, right? Okay. So here we go. To say I will is being biblically audacious to walk with hope and courage in a world that sometimes is hell-bent on its own destruction. Those of you who spray your yards, this is going to be preaching going to meddling, who spray your yards with mosquito repellent, consider not doing that. It kills the pollinators. That's only one piece of this. To say I will is to walk with hope and courage and like Greta and Will and Margaret, you're going to face ridicule. You can't do this. Greta Thornburg's life has already been threatened. 16 years old. To say I will is to bet is turning faith, turning dreams into deeds Embedding your life on unseen realities like Greta, like Will and Margaret, like all saints in Tanzania. And to walk with faith and courage and humility, taking the ridicule, and it's okay if people think you're crazy. And you tell them you're crazy for Jesus. And continue speaking truth to power. Let us close, dear friends, with this blessing someone gave me this week at Canterbury Court. And by the way, come out and see Suge and Pat and me at Canterbury Court. It's a blast. And you guys give me hope like Greta because we got Greta on one end of the spectrum and you guys on the other who care for the planet and put your lives on the line. And God bless you, too, with your biblical audacity. We will with God's help.
Let us pray. May God bless us with discomfort and easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships that we all may live deep within our hearts. May God bless us with holy anger at injustice to the earth, exportation of people, so that we all may work for right relationships and peace. May God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain or rejection. And may God bless us with enough foolishness and biblical audacity to believe that we can make a difference together in this world. Asante sana to all of you again, and let the whole church say amen. Amen.